Are you trying to stay up to date on crypto events? Well, you're in luck because we have another cryptocurrency for you right here, right now on The Cryptocracy. Welcome back to The Cryptocracy. All you cryptocrats out there, we are bringing you this week's edition of the Cryptocurrents series of episodes that we do, where we cover all things current events having to do with blockchain technology and cryptocurrency. And leading that charge is Crypto Corey, charging Crypto Corey. Moving forward in the, the charge of the light brigade, the charge of the of the Bitcoin crypto, brigade. the Bitcoin brigade. That's much better. Um, nice alliteration. I. If there's one thing our listeners should know about me is that I love alliteration. Well, we've got some stories for our listeners today. Some pretty interesting ones, as always. But let's jump into this first one. I think this is pretty big news um, as it deals with one of the big four accounting firms. Big four company EY, Ernst & Young, takes Wavespace utility to the metaverse. Yeah, so first off, for our, uh, those of our listeners who are outside the U.S., the, the big four are the big four accounting firms in the U.S. Uh, can you name them, Josh? I can, actually. Uh, KPMG, EY, Deloitte, and PwC. That is correct. My, We actually do work with a couple of them. Yeah, I, I figured you could you could name so, them. Yeah, so Ernst & Young, it, it's a pretty big name here in the U.S. and, and abroad. Uh, all of all of the big four have offices throughout the world and and do consulting services across across a, a wide variety of of things. Um, but uh, so Ernst and Young is, has uh, dipped their toes into the metaverse um, again. Uh, as I've talked about in the past, I think the metaverse is going to happen organically. I don't think you're going to see uh, any big company uh, run it or or make it happen. I think it will rise up uh, through a combination of several. Uh, different technologies and and will just be something uh, that happens more organically than than something that's forced but uh, you can see that it's obviously important to companies like Ernst and Young to try to get uh, a foothold into the metaverse and so they've taken their what they what they call their wave space uh, is the name of their product with their wave space u- utility to the metaverse and wave space allows them to do video conferencing and um, other ways of communication, and now it's going to have an extension that will that will allow it to operate in the metaverse. Um, you know what does that mean, really? Uh, nobody knows. Uh, the article talks about the fact that they also have um, a a branch of Ernst and Young that um, quote unquote entered the metaverse and, through their metaverse lab, where they offer consulting. Uh, on things like uh, 3D design, web animation, game development, art direction, and human experience design. So this isn't something that they've just uh, started recently. It's something that's been ongoing for a while now, um, and and now you know they have their metaverse lab where they're where they're trying out different technologies to to try to to figure out how they can take advantage of of the of the metaverse. For them, um, consulting will, will bring them a fair amount of money, um, but also if they could get a corner like on Like metaverse consulting? Yeah, me- metaverse consulting, consulting with companies who are trying to get into the metaverse or, 
or or participate in that economy in some way. Um, so I think it's I think it's valuable to note that uh, companies that um, and and we, and we've said this several times companies that invest in the infrastructure um, just uh, tells me it, it, it's a signal to me that they see that it's that it's here to stay because they're investing in the infrastructure, not just a particular blockchain or a particular token, but the but the overall infrastructure, uh, building consulting services for clients, building technology itself, uh, building uh, ecosystems that support uh, blockchain, cryptocurrencies, and the metaverse. These are all infrastructure um, type things that that are saying, hey, we're, we're here for the long haul, not, not the short haul. We're not here to, to, to turn a quick buck, but, but we're here to build an, an infrastructure uh, as this thing uh, develops and, and grows. We want to be part of that foundational layer. And so I just think it's another good, good sign uh, that cryptocurrency slash the metaverse is, is here to stay. I think so too. I feel like that's a pretty big theme in our cryptocurrency is that we're, we're pointing out examples of, you know, major, you know, big names. EY is a big name. EY is a big That's, name. It's not a, um, a name to mess around with. Er, um, Ernst and Young. All right. Well, let's, uh, we've talked enough about accounting, I think. Let's um, jump to our next story. So now we're going international. The gas price hike. So, so a natural gas price hike hits crypto miners in Iran. I didn't even know there was crypto miners in Iran, but yeah. Why so, not? so uh, in in Iran, there has been crypto mining for quite a while. Um, I don't. I think we had covered a story on this a, a while ago where they they were cracking down on on illegal miners. So you have to have a permit or a license to be able to to mine crypto and be registered with the with the state. Um, but what's interesting about this story and kind of a little bit sad. Is that they've uh, they've raised tariffs, which is just another word for taxes. They've raised taxes on mining firms, uh, mining farms that are running on um, natural gas, and these uh, taxes are retro- retroactive. So they basically raised the price of of uh, of what they were paying for natural gas, but made it retroactive. So. Uh, for the last six months. So even though you've been paying your bill for six months, the government's come along and said, "Hey." We're going to raise the price of natural gas um, after the fact that you've purchased it and go back six months and bill you for it. So you've got to pay the difference and add a 9% uh, tax on top of that, which um, a lot of people, well, I don't know who a lot of people are, but uh, people who are close to the industry in Iran are saying that it's going to put uh, some of the mining farms out of business. And it's very unfair (laughs) But, you know, you don't have a lot of freedom in a country like Iran. Um, uh, but it would be like you going to the grocery store and buying a gallon of milk for $3 and doing that for six months and then having the, the, the United Walmart Dairy Association come, yeah. show up at your house and say, you know what? We're changing the price of, of uh, milk from $3 to, to, to $5. S- no, to 6 to bucks. Six I bucks. think it was like a doubling. Okay. Um, and we're going to charge you, back charge you for that because what's unfair about it is if you know the price going in, then, then you can make the decision to pay yeah, $6 to buy, it or not. Yeah. to buy it or not. But if you, if they tell you, Oh, it's $3 and you go in there and you buy a gallon of milk and then they come knock on your door and go, Hey, we've changed our mind after you've already eaten all your cold cereal uh, with the milk. Um, 
it's now six bucks. Yeah, you can't make a decision. You can't make a decision to unbuy it. Yes. Uh, and that's the problem. Um, uh, I'm sure a lot of the, them would have chosen to go out of business earlier rather than have six months of, of energy bills that they now have got have to, to pay. pay. Yeah. Plus a 9% tax. That's ridiculous. So that's just, uh, that's, I think that's sad. Um, this is the type of government uh, uh, corruption uh, that, that you see throughout the world in, in some of these places. Um, it's the one thing that that Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies fight against, which is government manipulation of the rules. Uh, government can come in here and decide that they're going to charge you more for your natural gas after you've already consumed it, uh, not giving you the choice to not consume it, but to bill you retroactively and to tax you retroactively. And that's why a perfect example of why government shouldn't be in charge of, of uh, some things uh, when they're not kept in check, when there's no balance of power, um, they can just basically do whatever they want. And that's why people like myself uh, like the idea of Bitcoin because it is not centrally controlled. No government can control it. Therefore, they can't manipulate the price of, of the currency and uh, change change the rules of the game uh, after after you've been playing it for a while. So, uh, sad story. Yeah, that's too bad. Um, didn't California try to do something like that where they tried to, even if you left the state, you'd still have to pay taxes? Or yeah. And that's like that, why yeah, they, they, they passed Elon a, Musk took uh, his yeah, so when Elon, Tesla yeah, to when, Texas. Um, yeah, when, when he left the state, they tried to pass a law that would um, continue to tax you for the, the rest of the year or something along those lines as if you were in the state. And that brought up the, uh, the question of, is it constitutional for a state to come out and tax the citizen of another state um, that isn't necessarily operating uh, within the, the borders of that state? And the answer is clearly no. Uh, California can't continue to tax you for six months after you leave the state. Um, if, if you leave the state in February... They can't tax you from, you know, March to December. Yeah, yeah, March through through December uh, because you used to be in the state, and they're going to tax you as if you were. That just that doesn't make any sense. But it shows you the 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 crazy mindedness of the government of California and why there are so many companies that are fleeing California, and why if you are a financial institution or a manufacturer of any sort you're nuts if you set up shop in california at just every single aspect of, of california government is just not business friendly whatsoever they sound kind of like iran all right or iran sounds kind of like them which one is it all right let's talk about our, let's jump to our last story here before signing off a Bitcoin story. Um, we like to talk about Bitcoin. So Bitcoin's changing correlations may mean it's becoming a haven again. I'm guessing B of A is Bank of America. Yeah, Bank of America. And that's what Bank of America is saying. So let's talk about what is a changing correlation. Yeah, so this is a this is an, a Bloomberg article. Uh, so some analysts at Bank of America are saying that hey, uh, as, as the global economy or the global outlook is starting to look uh, poor or worse uh, than, than was originally thought, and it, we think that inflation will, will continue throughout the globe and that economies throughout the globe will, will continue to stall, um, 
Bitcoin may become a a safe haven, and that um, obviously the if that were to happen, the the price of Bitcoin would would go up, as we've predicted and other other people have predicted, um, it, that it will eventually uh, go up significantly. The the problem that remains is that there's the inverse correlation of Bitcoin to the U.S. dollar. As the U.S. dollar continues to be strong, and right now it looks like the dollar is going to continue in that direction, that, that it's going to t- continue to strengthen. It is not going to weaken um, because the mon- monetary policy of all the other countries out there competing against the U.S. dollar are horrible. And um, the U.S. dollar, although the government makes you know silly uh, choices and has done some in my opinion, bad things with the U.S. dollar, it it pales in comparison to, to many of the other countries out there. And so the U.S. dollar is expected to be continue to be strong. And if that's the case, if the inverse correlation holds up, when the dollar is strong, Bitcoin becomes weak. And what what the Bank of America analysts are saying is, hey, is the is the macro outlook, meaning that the the large picture um, continues to worsen? Uh, I think that they're expecting. Uh, Bitcoin to unpeg or uh, uncorrelate with with the dollar and and become free and um, not be subject to the fact that the strong dollar causes the uh, Bitcoin to be weak, but that it may become strong also. So um, I- interesting thoughts. Uh, I don't know if, if if that's true or not. Um, I I could see an appetite for for Bitcoin. Uh, worldwide and and in the U.S. However, if if you're faced with um, trying to buy Bitcoin as a safe haven or trying to to trade into the U.S. dollar uh, for a safe haven, it's so much easier to trade into the U.S. dollar globally uh, than it is to to transfer your assets into Bitcoin. Uh, in terms of being able to spend it easy, uh, worldwide acceptance of, of the U.S. dollar, there's no question about it. Um, it, it, it seems to me that that the U.S. dollar um, is a better, easier choice for many institutions throughout the world to invest in uh, than than Bitcoin. Now, I'm not saying better, but I'm saying uh, better in terms of ease. That it's just easier. Everyone's set up to do to do business in fiat currency, and so exchanging your your bad fiat for uh, less bad. U.S. fiat uh, is much easier th- than a company going wholesale into Bitcoin and then trying to have that be their their reserve currency. Now, does that mean that Bitcoin's a bad investment? No. Um, do I think that that Bitcoin over the long haul will be a much better investment than investing in U.S. dollars? Absolutely. Um, w- inflation is not zero in the United States. It's running anywhere between seven and eight percent officially and unofficially as high as fifteen percent. Um, so, yeah. Even investing in U.S. dollars, it may save you if you're in a foreign country. But as an American, it's not going to save you. It's just it's going to hurt you. Um, your dollars need to be invested in something else that has the ability to appreciate um, as the U.S. dollar depreciates. And and I think Bitcoin's a great opportunity at its at its current prices to to do that. And I do agree with the Bank of America analysts that at some point it will. Uh, that that correlation uh, between the U.S. dollar and Bitcoin will will disappear, and and Bitcoin will go up independent of the U.S. dollar. Yeah, and Bank of America, they're yeah, they're they're, they're a pretty big deal. Yeah, they're there's not, uh, f- what is there four major investment banks in the U.S. Bank of America, J.P. Morgan, uh, Wells Fargo, 
I'm guessing. Wells Fargo, and there's one other. There's four big banks in the U.S. Chase. Is it Chase? No. J- no, J.P. Morgan J.P. Chase. J.P. Morgan Chase, yeah. Uh, so who is it? Bank of America, J.P. Morgan, Wells Fargo. How can we forget? There's one more. I think there's four big big investment banks. Oh, Goldman Sachs. Uh, Goldman Sachs, yeah. And uh, yeah, so so Bank of America. But you have to understand now, there's thousands of analysts in the Bank of America. And so any one of them could have, you know, can write an article. Yeah, okay, yeah, some random. Some random guy at some some branch somewhere is, is an analyst, quote unquote, and then writes an article and everyone says, Bank of America says this. Bank of America is not saying this. We're saying that there's some analysts at Bank of America that are saying, hey, uh, we think that Bitcoin may, may be Which is a, something good to keep it. That's an important distinction, I yeah, think. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, that covers it for today's episode. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Please share this podcast with your friends and family who may or may not be interested in crypto and blockchain. Convert them to cryptocrats. This is the way. This is the way. Wow. Disney might sue us for that. Uh, And stay cryptic.